Hello and welcome to Stormboy Speaks. Today I just want to discuss a further adjunct really to the episode on um, witchcraft and the occult and uh, Satan, Lucifer, etc. I really want to discuss an important point here which is to do with um, when the onset of witchcraft became a big thing in England, for instance, um, you know, and how the witch trials around the times of Cromwell and that sort of time um, affected the spiritual and religious landscape of the planet, uh, the planet and, and of Europe and in many ways. So you have to think, first of all, that, as I say, if we go back pre-Christian times, so you had the Hebrew Bible and you had um, the descendants of Enki and the descendants of, of Enlil as we spoke, these two Sumerian rulers, um, Sumerian god rulers from the Anunnaki who had their own family lineage, one being um, Enlil, obviously, uh, who was the Hebrew God Yahweh and all of his family would have been recognized as Yahweh this sort of word used for all of the gods of that lineage probably and of course Enki had the gods the Sumerian um, the gods of Egypt and of Babylon uh, became their lineage their side of things and each of them of course demonized the other in their own lineage as we said before in Enlil's lineage of Yahweh and the Bible, Enki is the snake, he is, uh, you know, Lucifer or whatever, and the devil, and uh, in, in Enki's tradition and, uh, in Egypt, Enlil is, well not Enlil necessarily, but uh, his descendant line of Seth becomes Set, the demon the representative of darkness and chaos in their pantheon of the idea of their gods both therefore demonizing each other historically okay so from this then we had as we move forwards we spoke that enki in the mystery schools and what's important to note here is that mystery schools ran in both traditions so enki was the creator of the mystery schools but the mystery schools specifically in Egypt and in Babylon, particularly Egypt, okay, which are very, very famous. However, as we've thought before, um, when it comes to humanity, it's like, you know, uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Well, uh, as far as the gods were concerned, as far as Anunnaki were concerned, when humanity um, got out of line or was the problem, then they were brothers, you know, they hung together. In other words, family was bloody thicker than water and they definitely stuck together against humanity, as it were, or against the idea of, you know, letting humans sort of run riot, as it were. Um, a number of things were done through that point of view. So even though they were against each other, as I say, uh, you know, humans are basically their, their slaves. Don't, never forget that. Anyway, so we have the Enki's lineage of the mystery schools in Egypt. Equally, of course, after that time, 
Enda will have released some of his information um, because some of his his peers, like King Solomon, who of course is very Hebraic, was initiated into the Egyptian mystery schools. So when it came to the mysteries, they allowed each other's sort of knowledge to be spread across. Like Moses was definitely initiated, as we spoke before, in the Egyptian mystery schools. And yet, of course, he was a Hebrew, although brought up with Ramesses in, in Egypt. Hence, he absorbed that knowledge. So... Then their own lineage of mysteries, which guess what, of course, resulted in the Kabbalah, the Kabbalah, um, Kabbalistic magic, which people are very aware of, I'm sure, the likes of people like Madonna, study Kabbalah and all this. Well, they're both just different roots of the mystery schools from the Anunnaki, um, both doing what? Well, both giving you different amounts of... Um, True knowledge, this is the thing, true knowledge which they had gained in some way, um, would they be right in everything they said? Well, that's on for debate, but a hell of a lot of it would be scientifically correct because a lot of the knowledge is to do with geometric form, it's to do with um, uh, sacred geometry. So, for instance, when people think that the, the, the five-pointed star is an evil thing, uh, how could it be? It's just a symbol, right? And it doesn't symbolize the devil or any of this nonsense. It is a sacred geometric form which provides protection when people stand inside it. That's correct. Okay, so, but it pertains to the nature of the, the, the structure of uh, literally um, dark matter, if you will, or, or the nature of the ether, if you want to think of it as that way. Uh, in other words, the void, the, the, the vacuum. And the vacuum is proven to be the case in, in quantum physics that um, at the very smallest scale, it is constructed of interlinking um, geometric form particles. Think of it that way, okay? Not necessarily even particles, but forces, which are geometrically formed in shape. Now, the, these ancient beings knew this, and they taught this as one of the things to people so that people became these people in the mystery schools on both sides whether Kabbalah or uh, the Egyptian mysteries became um, you know associated with this and again how where else can we see it well guess what you can see it directly in the star of David Ooh, who knew Kabbalistic magic there we go five pointed uh, six pointed star in this case which is kind of like uh, interlocking geometric shapes perfectly formed again giving great power and referencing the power in the universe itself. This is nothing mystical, it's nothing magical, it's just knowledge you don't know. And knowledge you don't know is easily represented as magic, isn't it? Um, to paraphrase uh, um, Stanley Kubrick, uh, not Stanley Kubrick, sorry, but uh, Arthur C. Clarke. So Arthur C. Clarke, you know, says that, you know, basically, um, any science you don't know yet is easily mistakable for magic. That's correct, right? So you have this referencing of those things. It's in all their traditions, and a lot of the geometric form stuff is in, for instance, the Kabbalistic Tree of Life, their version of the Tree of Life, as they call it, um, which is a famous sort of diagram you'll see with several sephiroth, as they call it, um, the circles within which have different names and so on and so forth. Well, these, these geometric forms um, can be used and play certain structural uh, ways, right? But 
the important thing here is that these were secret forms of knowledge that, as we said last time, were kept and given only to initially people who proved themselves of worth and then over time um, only to uh, those who became descendants of the gods in some way of the priest lineages or you know other powerful people who were connected some way to the Anunnaki um, gods on both sides of the family lines and as that knowledge was passed down it was kept secret I said before because they didn't want the heathens to know if that was the idea I think that's a mistake and I think it's quite stupid but nonetheless that's what they did the picture I'm painting here is neither good nor bad it's it, it's the picture of these beings are like humans are humans good or bad what does that even mean um, they're both aren't they it really depends on the situation and how tempted they are by different things same thing with these beings I mean I would argue when you look at the the things in the t clay tablets um, from the history of the Anunnaki what you discover is they were they tended to be you know less logical in lots of ways than humans have become they tended to certainly less be, be less um, for want of a better word humanitarian but less giving to one another and all about control and power um, so the negative traits a lot of humanity played out in them anyway so the, the point here is that this knowledge was then passed down and watered down slightly as time went on as today it's incredibly watered down when you speak about people like the masons who think they know something and know next to nothing but and it's all watered down and they've forgotten a lot there's that point and here's the thing this knowledge was getting out more and more um, throughout history so around about the time of witchcraft in England um, you had an outpouring of occult secret knowledge which had now become present in many villages and towns for instance around let's use England as an example around England and you know Britain and as such this knowledge had also been partly mixed with let's say uh, knowledge of nature which was inherent in some of the cultures in this part of the world at that time and in a unified way had become what people regarded as pagan knowledge now that's just another way of describing what was the mystery school knowledge make no mistake so pagan rites pagan knowledge pagan uh, magic comes from the mystery schools comes from Enki comes from the sacred geometric forms and the very high level of knowledge that was given to certain elite people and then got out slightly to a few more people over time and kept secret by those witches and uh, you know other practitioners of the occult including people like John Dee who of course was a great magician and um, the court kind of spy for Elizabeth I very famously and um, of course he was he was well versed in this sort of knowledge now the key point here is that as Christianity came along and we'll talk about Jesus and how that changed things for the church um, in lots of ways and of course the Hebrews and then you had suddenly this creation of this made-up religion which the church um, basically formulated around Jesus um, and stole his ideas if you like 
So when that was done, you then now had the ancient Hebrew uh, basic Bible, the Torah, right? And you had this new Christian theology, which they taught. And this was teaching and this was given to the masses, right? Why was it given to the masses when some of them had the pagan views? Well, they had the pagan views, which that was the secret occult knowledge passed down through the mystery schools and passed out and it got out and they knew about it in certain places. Well, the Catholic Church specifically was very, very, very unhappy about this because it realized it gave great true power to the people and they did not want that. The Catholic Church since day one, of course, being the descendants of the Anunnaki directly knew about this knowledge. And to this day, of course, they keep it secret. They keep the real knowledge secret and behind closed doors. I mean, most of them are completely unaware of it. Only the very high people in, in, in high church um, levels. But this knowledge of, for instance, uh, paganism, i.e., and uh, mystery school knowledge, is to obviously kept to the very elites in the in the church to this day in all churches in all so-called christian churches right behind closed doors but the main mm, stuff they're peddling to the masses of course is like a twisted lying watered down version of, of not even watered down it's so opposite um, it is a manipulated version, as I said before, in order to make sure you give the energy, as we discussed last time, to the gods through what you say and everything you say is like, oh God, save me. Oh God, bless. Oh God, do this. Yeah, every time you say it, think very carefully because you are giving that energy to them to the Anunnaki gods, the only beings that have ever represented that word in truth, other than the egregore, which we discussed last time, is those beings, the extraterrestrial beings that came to the planet, and some who of whom are still here, and we'll discuss that in a later episode um, next time about UFOs, which is a very complex subject, and not at all what people think, as usual. Um, so what we have here is... The Catholic Church is ruse, not just the Catholic Church, but you know, obviously they were the most responsible for the hideousness that was done to the uh, witches of old England amongst other places. Now, as I said before, like think of the force. With the force, do you have bad witches? Yeah, sure, of course you do. Negatively orientated, using the force for negative, like the, um, the Sith in Star Wars? Yes. Do you have positively oriented, like the Jedi? Absolutely. They're both simply playing with the force, with the source of things, knowing about this mystery school knowledge and utilizing it in different ways. But the knowledge had got out and the Catholic Church incredibly unhappy about that. So what do they do? They think, okay, what can we do to stop them using this? I know, let's make out that if they have any of this knowledge that they're affiliated with, the devil, right? The devil being both Satan, one ruler, and Lucifer, the other ruler. So it doesn't matter which side you're on, you're still associated with the devil, right? It's like a catch-22. So 
This made up nonsense that they utilised for their own sake, using these names again, which were the names, obviously, of the same gods we discussed last time. Um, they took this knowledge and said, oh, look, uh, this woman knows all about this secret knowledge. And that secret knowledge is to do with the devil. Well, in a way it is, isn't it? In a way it is to do with Lucifer or Satan, Satan being Enlil, Lucifer being uh, Enki, secret knowledge schools of the Kabbalah or of the Egyptian mysteries. So, yeah, in a way, they do know about, you know, Satan and Lucifer, but those words don't mean anything that people think they do, as we know. They mean, you know, as we said last time, the one who brings light and fire and knowledge, Lucifer, and Satan means the great Shatan, the ruler of the land. So, yeah, they're connected to those things, and from those things, um, they have had that knowledge passed down. That's right. Um, but you're not admitting what that really is, and you don't want anybody to know about that. You just want to make up this word, the devil, and completely fool people with the words Lucifer and Satan, meaning not what they mean at all, for a catch-all for negativity. And then you say, anybody who knows this knowledge, right, you're in affiliation with the devil, right? Right. So, kill them. Kill them if they're, kill them, you know, the whole drowning ridiculousness. Uh, if they, whatever, if they drowned, then they're, um, they were innocent. <laughs> and if they didn't, they were a witch and so kill them. So this is the, obviously the way they used it to get rid of every witch in the land and everybody connected with the occult in the land, not just people called witches. Anybody affiliated with occult, i.e. mystery school knowledge who was not in the church or connected to the Anunnaki through people they already knew, they would demonize literally and probably burn at the stake. It is one of the most horrific evil crimes ever done, and there have been many on this earth, but it is truly one of the most evil so that you stop the people knowing the knowledge, you stop the truth of the knowledge, you stop the people from using that knowledge for positivity, for healing, or for anything else. You keep it to yourself, and you keep it only for negative purposes. As we know to this day, that's exactly what the elites do, right? That's where it came from, and that's how it worked. It's a very, very simple methodology, and it works very simply. You make people think, oh, fear, and to this day it works like this. As long as you think something is connected to the devil, people this day are still dancing up and down about it, right? They think, oh no, it's connected to the devil, it's connected to Satan, or it's connected to Lucifer, so it mu I mustn't know about it. Not that you need to go and find out about those people, but what I'm trying to say is, if that knowledge was there and then somebody went, oh yeah, but you know that knowledge it's, that could be useful. Um, yeah, you mustn't look at that because that's to do with the devil. Or, oh, I won't look at it, I won't look at it, I won't look at it. And this is the point. So most of humanity actually, certainly in the West I think, are under that spell. Uh, in fact, West, my foot, everywhere, are under that spell of, all you have to say is, oh yeah, no, mustn't look at that because it's to do with a demon. What? Did you just make that up? To cover it with fear, and as soon as I'm afraid, I won't look at it, and you will keep the knowledge to yourself. It is the simplest tool of all, and it has been used forever, and to this day continues to be. If you demonize something, you make people fear it, therefore they won't look, therefore they won't even have anything to do with it, and they'll tell their friends not to look either, because if their friends look, then you'll be like, oh no, you're worshipping the devil or demons or something like this. 
really? How come? Oh, well, the people in power said so. It must be so. What? And they're not corrupt and lie all the time. What? Oh, no, no, they wouldn't lie about that. Oh, no, 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 no. Do you see what I mean? And this is where that comes from. God bless. No, no, no. Not God bless. The creator source, the oneness of all things bless. Forget God. Stop using that word. It's a very, very wicked word and it shouldn't be used. It is, it is a word that is not what people think it is. And you've been fooled. You have been hoodwinked forever to use that word. So no, the source of all things, the force, call it what you like, but don't call it that because you're giving energy. I guarantee you this, right? And in the same way, as I say, and it's something I feel very passionately about because so many people have suffered because of this, um, forget all your fears. It doesn't mean you have to go off and think, oh, I want to pick up books on worshipping the devil. That's not it. In today's world, of course, there are many idiots who've gone off and done that sort of stupidity. But the bottom line is here is not to fear any of the books that are out there on those things. You don't need to seek books, for instance, as I've said, on the devil. But when you get a book, for instance, that may concern itself with occult knowledge or may concern itself with um, any of the knowledge from the mystery schools, let's say, for instance, you should be able to look at that book with a clear mind yourself. Here's the thing. You should be able to read a book and look at it and utilize it at least. If it has, whether the knowledge is considered by you to be positively or negatively oriented, you can take that knowledge and make it positively oriented, make it balanced for yourself by using it for the, in the right way. This is the thing. Negative people will continue to be negative and there's not much you can do about that except perhaps explain to them that what you do to others, you do to yourself and karma is like an echo and it will come back and bite you hard make no mistake. So you can go out and do what you like if you think you're going to force people around just as the people in power are going to discover and they're starting to discover that now in a big way more than you realize that karma comes to get them. It is unavoidable, right? They know this. It's one of the reasons that they uh, put things out in plain sight. When you put something out in plain sight, um, as it were, hide things in plain sight, you um, the idea is they pay a part of the karmic debt because they've told you, um, but not directly, right? Well, it ain't that simple anyway, but and karma's still coming for them, trust me. But as I say here, this horror that was done, to this day, um, you know, humanity should, is still reeling from the horrors of that and from the knowledge that was stolen from them to give them the option to do the same as the elites do, right? What do they do? Well, they have the choice what they do with that knowledge. Well, guess what? So does everybody else if they had that knowledge available. Those who choose it, because if you're not that really into it, or you're not that, you know, together, it's not going to be any use to you, you know. So this fear of the heathen, I, I think that's nonsense, personally, right? I'm all about freedom. So I, I think that's nonsense. But the bottom line is, as soon as you fear something, as soon as you start fearing any of the information that you get from anywhere, you're, they have won already. They have kept all the knowledge in the world from you and continue to this day because they want you to be in fear. They want you to be controllable. They want you to be manipulatable. And they know that if you didn't fear anything, you would be extraordinarily dangerous to them because you would not need to do as they say. It's like the voting system. When people vote, 
as I always say to people, don't you understand? You're still playing the game, no matter which side you pick. Trump, Clinton, you think either of them are anything? You think either of them aren't sort of wicked people who are just working for the system and for themselves? Come on, wake up. Instead of that, you simply don't vote. And if everybody didn't vote, the system would fall apart and you would create your own. It's very simple, but it takes people to be united and this is the problem. They know this and so they feed you the fear you've had all your life and the way you've seen things all your life and you continue to propagate that fear for them by telling each other, oh, don't look at that, oh, no, that's wicked, you mustn't look at that. What? It's like, no, no, I'm going to use it for good no matter what it is. So what? But you do the work for them. Please realize this. You do their work for them every time you buy the fear ticket. Every single time. There is nothing to fear ever. All you have to do is trust in the source of all things, the oneness of all things, the trueness of the word they refer to as God, but don't ever use that word. That's the point. That oneness of all things is capable of anything and everything. It resides in you and all around you. It is yours for the taking since the moment you were born and beyond. So it's time to take that energy back. It's time to take that power back and the knowledge back. Without fear, there's nothing to fear. Nothing at all. You know, as I think it was J. Edgar Hoover or somebody like that, a president of the state said, uh, there's nothing to fear but fear itself. That is absolutely right. And he told you to your face. And still, people don't hear. With that in mind, I hope you absorb this information. I hope you will use it, uh, especially if you are interested in those kind of uh, esoteric knowledge practices. Don't be afraid of any of them. Seek them out and seek positivity within them. Until next time, I wish you truth, freedom, and balance.